This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we talk about NYC's Afropunk Music Festival, Hillary Punk as Clinton, D'Angelo's live jam session, The Value of Black Life, our friends at the Fat Startup, and our new initiative, The Voting Block. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen and Jay, and we're excited to be back. Episode yes, we 11. Are. 11. Woo! Woo! That's two ones. That's two numbers I know. together. Yeah, that's hot. Like a double number, like a double we've like, number. We've like reached that, we've gone over the hump. They say most podcasts don't get past episode seven or eight. We're at 11. We're at 11. So we passed that shit. And seven is in the dust, eight is in the wind. Yeah, this is hot. Motherfucking 11. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. I'm excited. So what's up? Oh. How are you? I'm good. I um had a I had a really good week. Did you? Yeah, sometimes I think it was good. Sometimes I'm like, my life, <laughs> my life. But um yeah, I um everyone knows, well I'm assuming you know because I just assume everything is about me. Mm-hmm. But Wait, um, what kind of tea are you drinking? We got oh some yes, what are we doing? What right. are we doing? So I so normally every episode we basically we, we love drinking tea and talking shit. So that's basically we, what we what do they every do. episode. Yes. And um we drink tea and we get we'll pick out whatever it is that we're gonna we drink. Pick and we we tell you what it is. Yeah. And my teapot is on the fritz and it's filled with rust inside. Um, and for some reason, we didn't think just to boil you water in a regular pot. For I don't some know reason, why that was think, foreign to us. I did not process the fact that water can also be boiled in a pot. <laughs> yeah, we did. And you can have. Actually, I grew up only boiling water in pots. We never had a tea kettle. I ever. don't remember. I've had a tea kettle, but we've had periods where we didn't. I've never had. I, know. I didn't have a tea kettle until I was a grown adult. We've had we've a tea. Had I've never had house. a tea kettle that whistled like that. Didn't right, happen. Right. I know we had them. Uh huh. But just periods in my life where we did. Right. Anyway, I forgot that water could be boiled in pots. And so I left my house. Instead of boiling water in a pot for free, I went and I had planned to go to Starbucks and get tea. Um, but they were closed because we waited so long. We were yippity yapping and yapping. Yeah. And you know if Starbucks is closed, you know it's late. Yes. But, um, yes, yeah, so I had to go down the block to Dunkin' Donuts, a place I said I would never step foot in again. Yeah, I'm not about that. Um, and we are having Dunkin' Donuts, Donuts tea, tea like a couple of savages. Yeah. Um, it's green tea. It's though. green. So that's good. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. But anyway, so we're having our tea, Dunkin' Donuts green tea. It's you not bad. Hear- I didn't take any sugar though. I did bring it home and put some agave. Yes. In and you won't hear spoons. <laughs> no, there's no spoons today. There's no spoons Nobody is stirring any tea. We're drinking out of these uh, destroy the earth styrofoam cups. Cups that yeah, not biodegradable. Yeah, they might. They might be. It does have the thingy. Well, it just says recyclable, but whatever. whatever. So you had a good week. 
tell us about your music. Yeah, as far as my blogging life is concerned, I got I got to um, interview Chrisette Michelle. Oh, that's blog. exciting. You interview Chrisette Michelle for your, what blog is this? MissVixenMag.com, awesome. which was pretty cool. It was, a, um, it was a phone interview. I didn't get to meet her. Mm-hmm. I would really be talking shit if I met her. Because I, I like her. <laughs> uh-huh. But it was cool. She was really nice. Um, very positive. Even if a question was asked that would you would expect. Like we, you know, asked her something about R&B divas. Uh-huh. She still just, she just gave a nice energy. She right. just wants to like, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to put that energy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just cool. You can mm-hmm. check out the um, full interview on my blog. com, And... I also was featured in a newspaper. Sound effects. I'm doing my like happy dance. Shoulder dance. Yes, shoulders. Yes, all shoulders. So you're featured in the newspaper. What newspaper is this? Um, Amy, AM New York. It's a a local newspaper in New York City. It's a free daily newspaper. Yeah, they give out every morning. To everyone, so that's like everybody gets it. Like people who don't buy the paper, just like some shit to read on the subway. Yeah, yeah. Everyone rides the subway. Yes, that's a big deal. Which, which, which. Um, I was actually not really. I was. It was one of those days where I woke up and it was just like, oh god, oh god, oh god. You know, you have those days, and I. Well, just for anyone who doesn't know what means, she was having a rough day, so she just started off gloomy. Yeah, and it was it wasn't cloudy that day. No, it was sunny. It was sunny out. You just woke up feeling. Yeah, just like, uh, it was just like ah, no, or whatever. Okay. So um, and I didn't know when it was printing. They didn't tell me. I did. I interviewed on on Sunday. Mm-hmm. The reason why they wanted to interview me was because I wrote another piece for Afropunk.com. That's another um blog that I write for. Mm-hmm. They like the piece that I wrote on street harassment. So the lady was writing something about how social media is, how women are using social media to get mm-hmm. people knowledgeable about street harassment. So she interviewed me. And there I was. That's and the way I found out was cute because um, I'm on Facebook and I made a status about I don't know, I'm always you know, I'm, I'm always saying something. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a sad about something. I don't remember what. And someone that I, an old Coco, an old, not an old Coco, an old co-worker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. she, go, she goes on a status. She, she's like, oh my fucking God. Uh-huh. My homegirl that she met. Uh-huh. She's like, oh my fucking God. You're in the cover story. I could just picture her saying it. This oh is how she goodness. would say it. Uh-huh. You're in the cover story. Wait, wait, so wait, 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 stop. So you're imitating a Facebook post, right? Yes, because I know this is how she said it. Okay, all right. So this is the this is the audio that you're applying to a Facebook post. Yes. See, guys, you can't say that 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 Twitter and Facebook people take all kind of inflection and make assumptions about how shit sounds and what shit's supposed well, to me, be. For me, if I know you in real life mm-hmm. and I know your voice, right, your right, tweets right. are in no, that I voice. get it. I hear you. I hear. You. I but just if think I don't. It's funny. Oh, okay. It's but funny because it sounds yeah, like y'all had a conversation. Yeah, and you this is this is this is worse. Shit that you read. This, this is yes. Right. Okay. But she had it. It was like capital letters and explanation uh-huh. marks, and then I just know how she gets excited. You're. I'm like, what? I I didn't know it printed today. Oh my uh-huh. god! Like what? Mm-hmm. I, like I got it, girl. So like your full government was in the, in the paper. Mm-hmm. Your, your yeah, blog my name she was put in the my paper. blog. I have. Um, I mean, I have a Tumblr. She mentioned my mm-hmm. Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Then she mentioned. Um, Read the article, and then you'll, you'll, you'll see. We'll include it. We'll include it in the notes. But, but um, it was just nice. It made me feel good to know I that it. It was super cool. I wrote something. It, it just made me feel good because I wrote something that I wasn't expecting um, to get notoriety mm-hmm. for. But someone read what I 
read what I wrote, liked what I wrote, thought to reach out to me, right. thought to talk to me about right. it, and then was like, I'm going to write about, you know, it was just yeah. like, wow, it was, that's, just, that's it, was, it was pretty cool, so. And you woke kinda... up all healthy and alive and just were unhappy with it. It wasn't that I wasn't unhappy. So I woke up too healthy this morning. I'm yeah, going to be upset. I just woke up, I just woke up this and it was just like. This is not good enough. All this health, all this well-being, I'm fucking with you. I yeah, know. I'm, like, I'm teasing yeah. with you. Like I'm just letting it happen a moment. It's not a moment. Back. I'm just teasing. I'm just saying. But um, yeah, it was cool. That's kind of been. Mm-hmm. I've kind of so like that. My um, my writing is like it's being read. Yeah, people are reading. <laughs> right, right. Because right, I don't right. know. For some reason, I think people don't read, mm-hmm. but people do read, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like, I appreciate that. So that's cool. that's cool. That's exciting. Yeah. I went back to work this week after having um. Surgery for anyone who doesn't know, this might be TMI, but uh, anyway, I had fibroid surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, um, I'm talking about it because I think it's important for women to know about yeah, fibroids is. and like what your options are just to kind of um, stay informed about the things that can happen to your body and things that take place within your body. Um, fibroids are really common amongst um, black women, amongst all women, really, and black, predominantly black women, predominantly. Yeah women of color from the Caribbean. That's like even an extra, you know, on top of... Really? It, yes, on top of it being common in black women. They say women So because so you're a woman. Because then I'm a woman. on top of that, you're a black woman. Because I'm a black then woman. on top of that. Because I have Caribbean ancestry, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Damn, yes. bitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, I can't win, yo. I can't That's win. That's a bitch. See, yeah, the fibroid is yes, the bitch I'm referring to. Anyway, so I had a bunch of fibroids that I had been trying to oh. deal with, um holistically and by deal with I mean I had them they were already kind of large and I was trying to kind of manage my health basically fibroids are large non-cancerous tumors that can develop within the uterus or outside of your uterine wall or whatever um, in that area and they come from having an excess amount of estrogen Um, so it's one of those things that you know these doctors say can be hereditary a lot of people don't really know like okay where is it from how does it start whatever it just in my experience it just feels like some shit that just happened to me and nobody could tell me how it happened why it happened what I could do to stop it you know the doctors were even after my surgery I'm like okay well what what can I eat what shouldn't I be eating and they're like oh it's fine just you know eat whatever you know you can go back to normal or whatever but the surgery that I had women get their fibroids removed and then they grow back within two years and next thing you know they're having surgery again Wow. Yeah, Two years? I didn't think that soon. I don't, in can. my mind, it was like, when you're 80, it's like, these fibroids no, are that. And no, that's how, no. in my mind, right, right, it's right, like, right. two years? It can. It can. It's yeah. like another yeah. child. When I think of how large mine got, like, they got very large mm-hmm. very quickly. So that sounds about right. Yeah, that does make Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so basically, I've been regulating my diet. But um, I was out off of work recovering, which I honestly, when the doctor said, oh, your recovery is like six to eight weeks or whatever, I was She thinking, thought it was going to be like two weeks. Oh, I'll be, I'll be fine in like two weeks. I'll be good. Yeah, she I'll be good. I've did, never had know. surgery before and I'm just used to like, you just going to be fucking okay. Like, she thought it was like a band-aid. You put it, you get yeah. surgery. You, you get your body cut open, you put a tack on it and you get up, you, <laughs> you rub some tussin on it and you <laughs> get up and you keep going and that's it. And mm. I like, I actually, there was a time like, I'd say maybe like my second day in the hospital, I woke up and I was like, wow, I didn't do anything today. I didn't even read a book. I'm not accomplishing anything. <laughs> like in the hospital. Like, I'm, so, I'm so ashamed. I have all this time.
time off from work. I'm not. I'm not reading. I'm not studying. <laughs> I haven't watched a documentary. You don't have assignments. Like, I just fun. felt like unaccomplished. Like it was like summer break, and you had to do your yes, readings. Like, like time. Like this time is so valuable. Yeah, I agree. And even though I was out to have surgery, I was like, all right, I'll be out. I can like read a book. I can write a book. I can like you know yeah, what I mean. Yes. And it really was like no, I was like legit, like recovering, like my body was healing and stuff. So. So anyway, so I'm finally back to work. I'm fucking exhausted, okay? Uh-huh. I've been... I don't know how people with children do it. I don't have a child. I don't have a, a, a boyfriend to make happy. You know what I'm saying? Not even a puppy. Not even a fucking pet. I don't have, I don't have a fish to sprinkle fish <laughs> dust in a fishbowl, alright? And I am exhausted, and it's, it's only like... I just finished day three of working. I have to fucking get well, to been, work. You've been pretty I have to sedentary. dress for work. I've been preparing my meals because I'm trying to eat a lot healthier and not eat things that could Mind you, she ate pretty healthy growth. before. So don't think that she's not eating pork chops anymore. No, I wasn't eating she, pork chops. She wasn't chops. eating like that I'm anymore. Like, I'm not eating like potatoes and shit. Yeah, she's just, yeah, she's just <laughs> cutting down I'm on um, starchy and things because that yeah, can contribute juice, to... Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, what I'm doing also, it, some are, is considered a tad extreme. And I mean, I am within, like, my, I'm eating everything I'm supposed to be eating in terms of, like, nutrition, and I'm getting, I'm getting enough vitamins and things like that or whatever. But in terms of, like, the, my, my journey towards healing and shit like that, like, if any woman out there is experiencing fibroids, it's really, it's up to you. You can continue eating fucking biscuits and fried chicken. Biscuits are good. Biscuits are so good. Bacon <laughs> and whatever the fuck it is that you like, you can do that, and you might be fine, you know, God willing, good for you. You can have fibroids and try and eat in ways that will not encourage their growth, yeah. which again are starchy foods and just shit you're not supposed to have in your body could be doing fucking anything to you, you know? So. I just wanted, the reason why I said that is because I wanted to emphasize that you are, you're always, you always was a person who was very conscious about right, what right, you put right, in your right, body right. anyway. It's yes. not even, it wasn't even, it's not about mm-hmm. like, oh my diet and you're not like a right, food right, Nazi right, right, in that right. sense. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. were always very conscious That's of true. what you put That's in your true. body. Yeah, I'm just trying, like after that. having my, like my body cut open, like I was very, I'm, I guess a lot more because I've never had, I've never broken a bone. I've never, you know, in high school I might have had mono or whatever, like. I've don't, had don't that. tell me. I've had that too. Both of us disgusting, disgusting. kissing and drinking yeah, people. people. We're so gross. Um, but yeah, that was like that's like the sickest thing I've, I've ever had. Like I've never experienced any kind of major sickness until like have your your body cut open. Yeah, and take something. Out. It's just it's just interesting. It's just, just to have your organs adjust to like it's a whole. It's just it's just interesting and just like amazing that I can have my body cut open and, like, be walking around now and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is, and it happens yeah. all the time. It's just, like, has me very in touch with my body as, like, a mortal thing that, that could, could vanish and be yeah. lost. And even after I had surgery, I, I became, honestly, so enamored with, like, my naked body. And, again, I, I hate, I feel like I'm starting to sound, like, trippy and ridiculous. Uh-huh. But just, I was just so fucking thankful that it was still, like, a part of me. That I still had all of my entire body, regardless <laughs> of how it looked. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, do you have a scar? I do have a scar, but it's very, it's very slight. I think it is. It's the, I mean, it's a little indent. It's like, oh, I was, my whole, my body was cut in half here. Uh-huh. Um, but it's what I have for the Considering the fact that like my body is cut open, it's really like I'm not sweating. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't. Yeah. I did ask my doctor. I was like, "This 
roll of fat here above the scar. Is there? He's like, I can't help you there. That's, <laughs> That's up to you. Is there anything? He's like, listen, listen. Since you're your, taking things out. He's like, we, right? He's like, we worked a modern miracle. We cut your body open and everything went fine. And now you're asking me about this little pocket of fat. That's here. I was like, listen, I just, you know. I'm just asking. But yeah, it's a small price to pay. So it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, so I'm back at work now. I'm exhausted. I've been preparing my meals. I'm tired. And that's where we are. And then I got off. I came home today, and there were two crazy women standing in the street screaming at each other. And they were like mother and daughter and like determined like they were they were one of them and I, I started this out like it was funny it's really not funny uh-huh. they were mother and daughter I get actually I get to the block and one of them is like I just hear screaming like screaming and something violent is happening and just screaming like violent loud screaming yeah and so I'm walking over slowly and people are kind of standing on the sidewalk looking and the two women are standing in the middle of the street it's a side block but they're standing in the middle of the street it's still like a busy block or whatever yeah. it's a one way street um, and cars are having to drive around because this one older lady is holding a walker and a younger lady who looks really like worn. She looks older. Like I didn't realize until looking at her further that she was younger, mm-hmm. but, um, she's screaming at the top of her lungs. I need money. I need money. And I'm poor. It's not like that commercial. <laughs> it's my money. And I need I swear to God, that's exactly what was going on out there. But she was serious and oh she was crying and it was hysterical. So everybody is watching this. Yeah. The older woman, woman with her is the more sane of the two. Like she's the more, a little bit like this more stable. And I, it appeared to be that she was her guardian. Uh-huh. So as I listen a little, little bit more, like the, the younger one keeps screaming and she's taller and kind of hovering over the older lady. But the older lady is the caretaker of the younger lady. Yeah. She's screaming, I live in this neighborhood. She says, I live in one of the poorest neighborhoods in Manhattan. Is that what she said? Yes. And on the Upper East Side. Right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are white people. Um, I live in one of the poorest neighborhoods in Manhattan. And, and I'm poorer than everyone. I'm poorer than everyone. So immediately I wanted to punch her in the mouth. Right? Yeah. As she stood outside of my building, I wanted to punch her in the face. Um, again, that's not to say that you should hit people who are mentally unstable. Maybe she was clearly unstable. To, right? She was clearly unstable, but the whole thing, she was, it was just really, really weird. So with the gist of it, after yeah. listening to her scream for a while, was that she was supposed to get some sort of inheritance, and her dad is screwing her out of money, and her mom was supposed to get it for her, and like she was having a breakdown. Yeah. But, but it was like an intense, crazy... Like breakdown, like she like was this crying. I I don't. She might have been in retrospect, but the way that I was looking at it at the time, she didn't seem super druggy. She seemed like off, like crazy in the head. But maybe she was a drug addict. It could have gone either way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't it see gone you cutting way. your child off because they have a mental problem. I don't know. And her she mom, mental and right. Her mom maybe. was like, who? That was the older lady. Her mom was like, I'll get it for you. We'll take care of. It. Get out of the street. Get out. But she's like, no, I want to die. It was crazy. So I go up to these people who are being nuts, right? Because this is what Jay does. This is what I do. I go up to people because I have the hands that heal, right? Yeah. I'm kidding. I don't. (laughs) I know you don't. (laughs) I don't have the hands that heal. But I just feel like 
if you see something crazy, like I didn't feel like I would, I would be in danger. Yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah, approach yeah. like with caution or whatever. But if you see something that you can do without hurting yourself or, you know, like, like I felt yeah, like it's I could fine. approach like, I don't a situation think you're without crazy for, like, a lot you of know. times you tell me the stories, I'm like, they should be happy that you was there. No one is ever happy. No one ever says fucking thank you. Okay. No one ever cares. These are the rudest, most disgusting, crazy people that I've ever assisted. You doing that thing again that we can't say on air. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't know what happened. I know, they do it all the time. Anyway, um, no, 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 no. They're super rude, right? So I understand that the younger one was off. So I, I, I approach and I say um, to, the, to the older woman who's trying to calm her down, I say, yeah. hey, do you, need, do you need help? I didn't go super close. I was like, do you need help? And she's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, how can I, what, what, can, what can I do? How can I help you? Mm-hmm. She's like, just they're standing in the middle of the street. Just get us to the corner. Get us. Out. I was like, okay. So what do you? I didn't know who's the the young lady was holding the walker. The old. I was uh-huh. like, okay. Well, who needs the walker? Do you need me to? So the older lady needed the walker or whatever. The younger one, I wasn't. I have boundaries. I wasn't gonna touch her yeah. or like try and hold her. Or she looked like like she would hurt me or or yeah. try and fight. It, it would become a fight. It would become a fight, yeah. and that's not that's not why I approached. I just was trying to. See what what does this older lady think I can do yeah. to, to help this thing or whatever? She's like, all right, well, can you get us a cab? So I go to the corner, and as they're making their way out of the street or whatever, I hail a cab. That took a few times, um, but yeah, there was a lot of. Then the older lady is like yelling at me, like very ungrateful, very like you know, like as if I owed her to get this cab, and I didn't want like a lot of appreciation. But tell him to move here and there. So the first cab that pulled up. Didn't because want to take that because they were because I'm her clearly her employee. Of course, I I showed up there and the black girl was there to do the job. Yeah, and you know do what I was supposed to do. But anyway, in the poorest neighborhood in the poorest neighborhood in Manhattan. <laughs> My goodness, why did I tell this story? I don't know. Anyway, so I saved some hoes today. Once again, Captain Jay, Saves. Jay's always saving hoes. Saves, saves the day. I saved the drunk. I didn't tell that story. Did, did yeah, I, tell, no, I told you tell that them. story. He told me. I saved the drunk. Um a few weeks ago maybe three weeks ago I was coming home from somewhere I don't know where I was I was we, coming from we were coming Queens. from um, Long Island yes we were coming from Long Island Long Island from hanging out with Vanessa and um this drunk girl was tripping and almost fell off the platform and she was too drunk to get home and she threw up everywhere on the train and I followed her home and I made sure she got home and I let her use my phone which was on like three percent and I paid a taxi. She threw up in a taxi cab. We took a taxi, taxi cab together, whatever. And um, I dropped her home. Her boyfriend took her. And then... No one said thank you. No one said thank you, yo. <laughs> <laughs> no one said thank you. And I keep doing this. I don't think you should stop what would, This is what I think. What would black Jesus do? That's what black Jesus would do. Yeah. He would do it. Black Jesus would do that. He would do it. That's what regular Jesus would do. No, I think it's regular fine. Regular Jesus is black, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. I know he uh-huh. definitely uh-huh. was, but you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, nah, I think it's fine. I think you should continue as long as you know, you know. Well, you're pretty good at picking situations that are not. I know if a situation is crazy, it is going to die 911. So, like, I don't have any. Oh my gosh. After I put these people in the cab, right? So this whole scene goes on. Yeah. For about. From the time I interjected myself into it, maybe 10 minutes, 7 to 10 minutes or whatever, I put them in the cab, the cops show up, right? After they're in the cab, they had already been a mess to the neighborhood 
okay, uh-huh. for several moments before that. Like, it had to be, maybe I'm just guessing. I don't know. I felt like the whole thing went on really long, uh-huh. and the cops, like, pull up. It probably did go on long. They have, like, an order in how they um, mm-hmm. respond to certain yeah. Okay, it's yeah. not a violent crime, it's not blah, or it's just a regular disturbance, mm-hmm. okay. Right, right, right. It wasn't anything crazy. Yeah, it wasn't. But then after I'm like, oh, I put them in a cab. You know, they asked me. To, I asked. They were screaming in the street. I was like, well, what did they? Because they were the cops were acting like seriously concerned, like they needed to apprehend these people. And I'm like, well, what did they? What did they do? Like, why were they like, oh, just causing a disturbance? No, yeah, but, well, they're gone now. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of times police. Well, I'm not a, obviously I'm not a police officer, mm-hmm. but um, clearly, <laughs> clearly. Mm-hmm. But I know from my experience of um, this police officer I used to date, he was like, 80% of their day is doing nothing. So when they do come to do stuff, they're kind of excited, they're kind of like, mm-hmm. like 80% of their day, they're just waiting for shit to happen. Like, what? Yeah, like 80%, like, he's like, uh, disclaimer, disclaimer, my dad is also a cop, mm-hmm. I have never heard this, but go on. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. he's, he's like how 80% of their day is doing, they're just walking around, you're part or driving around, you're mm-hmm. not you're working, but right, it's not right, like right. you're actively like apprehending people. You're not going around right. just arresting people, you know. Right, right, right. But the small percentage of time when you are doing something, you've been doing nothing all day. That's like finally they're like, we need you on right one twenty seven for mm-hmm. Lennox, and it's like, whoa, something to do. So a lot. He was he was telling me that a lot of times when a lot of police officers, his experience, because mm-hmm. I can't speak for all of them, mm-hmm. that when they do get to a situation, it's like yes, because it's like finally we've been waiting. All day to do something, cause mm-hmm. I became a cop, cause I wanted to do shit. I didn't become a cop, cause mm-hmm. I just wanted to walk around mm-hmm. all day type right. of situation. So that could be a little bit of why it was kind of hype. And then I know my own personal experience. I've I've been in handcuffs before. That they kind of they kind of wanted to be something mm-hmm. because yeah, they wanted to be something. They wanted they become officers for a reason, and they want to like do things. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I just know when I like the time I got arrested, it was like that's all you did. Ah, it was like what? <laughs> right, right. Like they wanted more they trouble wanted out more, of you. Yeah, and it's right. like I don't, I don't think it's because they wanted more trouble out of me because mm-hmm. they don't know me. It's just they want something. Who wants to do paperwork because someone stole some jeans? You know, what right, I mean? like, right. Yeah, done something. You know, like like yeah. that type of yeah. My own um, right. My dad is a retired cop, and I've never heard any of. Any of that? But he talked to you about that stuff? My father? Yeah, I don't know. You know your dad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, my dad uh, never really told yeah, me about that. Yeah, I think that Yeah, I think I think that we heard enough about about. I mean, I didn't I didn't live with my father for you know he was in my life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I think know. we talked enough about his life and experience as a police officer that if he spent a large part of his day not doing shit, that it would come up. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and I mean, of course, you only you tell the stories that are like interesting stories. But we've also talked about like day to day stuff as I well. I think too. I think the only reason why he probably had this, me and this guy had this conversation was because at this point he had moved up in rank and blah blah blah, and he was now like um, he was a captain, and he was at this point the liaison between the DA mm-hmm. and the NYPD. Mm-hmm. So I used to get mad because I realized I would hang out with him at work while he's working and we would just sit in his office all day. And it was like, what do you do things? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, 
honestly, then, then that's when he broke that down. Mm-hmm. Even if when I, even when I was on a beat, of course I sit now more because I've moved up and this and this and that. Mm-hmm. So, but I was just walking around all day. Mm-hmm. And then some, you know, like that type of. Right. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe he was just a lazy cop. I, I hope know. that's the case because that whole conversation made me. I mean, in light of everything else that's it going on, it makes sense like, though because it's not like it's like something's going on every second of the day. Something is going no, on. No, it every is, but you have precincts where you have a, where you're only right. allocated to that area. Right. So there isn't. If your mm-hmm. precinct is this, and this is your only, especially in neighborhoods where nothing happens. Well, I call the cops around here all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I can see that. But mm-hmm. I'm, just, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're only allocated to a certain amount right. of area. And when I say I call it's the cops, not like all something the time. is every hour. Yeah, yeah but there's stuff so. happening. People are calling cops all the time. When I say I call the cops all the time, I mean if I hear someone screaming bloody murder, which I have heard in my in my apartment building before. Luckily, no one was actually being hurt. It was just another person who was a little off. No, that screaming. makes sense. That little I, things like that, yeah, you know, that, but like... She's not, like, calling police because I had a neighbor upstate my mom lives. She called the police because these boys ball in her backyard. Like, she's not calling right. police because it's stupid. It's, it's something... You feel like something is happening. Yeah, you yeah, want, yeah. You care about someone's right, safety. Right, right, right. Not just calling them because wow. it's, it's fun. All right, that went off on a weird tangent. Yeah, it did. That I wasn't prepared for. Um, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on from that, big things happened um, while we were gone. Mm-hmm. So, we did, what did we do? We went to the Fast Startup event. So that was a big, awesome deal. Yes, that was great. And then we went to Afropunk this past weekend, which was a huge, awesome deal. Um, The Fat Startup, what was that? What did we do that for? Fat Startup, it was a... We went there because it was basically talking about what we do as far as podcasting, how to go about it, Mm -hmm. um, monetizing. Monetizing. And basically encouraging entrepreneurship, which was cool. We kind of were able to, not kind of, we were able to network with other people who were kind of of like mind mm-hmm. as far as either podcasting or blogging or any anything that has to do with the um, internet kind of being Right, so like your brand and like what it is that you're working on. Um, yeah, so that was super cool and interesting. Um, the Combat Jack show was there. Combat Jack and Premium Pete Premium were there, there and they talked about their show and kind of how it got started and how, how they've been able to be successful in, like, their process. Yeah. Um, so it was super cool to hear from them. We got some time to talk to Premium Pete one-on-one, yes. and they answered our questions. questions. Um, super duper nice. Yeah, very That nice. was really cool. Like, Premium Pete actually, like, having a conversation with us about what it is that we're interested yeah, in and what we're trying to do. Advice, yeah, hard. that was super encouraging. Yeah, like, was. really, really cool. Um, Great Scott was a speaker who was there. He's yes. on Twitter. Twitter active dude. Um, and he, he's Twitter active. Yeah, he's Twitter he's active. Yo. Um, and he has a great audio book out right now. Um, so you can look him up on Twitter. Um, and then who else did we talk to while we were there? I don't know. You have the list. I don't remember everyone. <laughs> I don't remember the name. Uh, DJ Benjamin from Fan Bros and the Combat Jack Show was there. That was cool. Um... We met Fabian Baez, who mm-hmm. is a hip hop copywriter. Yes. You can check him out on Twitter also. We'll leave we'll leave all this stuff in the notes, but we met a lot of great people. Um we met a lovely woman named Bilkis, aka 
Ashe Irie. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Um, and she has like a sports radio. Yeah, it's a sports radio show that she, I believe, she helps produce called um, About That Sports Life. So that's yes. cool. But anyway, the point is, we had a great, exciting time at the Fast Startup event. They have other events going on. You can check out on their website. I think their next thing they have is a Tech 808. Yeah. Um, and that's an exciting event um, that we're thinking about attending. Yeah, we're thinking about we're it. We're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. But definitely, we, we definitely know it's it's worth it. So it's just a matter of deciding, yeah, it, like, it, can we be there or whatever. We left so. there feeling really good. Yeah, it was good. So definitely check out the Fast Startup. That was a super exciting thing. Um, and then Afropunk. Afropunk. Afropunk is my favorite time of yeah. motherfucking year. I love it. It is my favorite time of year. I like, as it. soon as Afropunk ends every year, I'm planning next year. Next year, year. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. what weekend is it going to be? Yes. And making sure I'm free and available. It's Af- the best time yeah. of year. Afropunk is a um, music festival that happens every year. Um, in NYC, it happens every year in Brooklyn. Yes, and uh, this was the 10th year anniversary, mm-hmm. which means it didn't happen for 10 years. That is what that means. That's what that you means. really, you have a lot of faith in our listeners. Look, <laughs> just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Um, we've been going every year for... We've gone uh, together for the past three years. Yes, mm-hmm. it's, 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 a good, it's a good thing. It's kind of, Afropunk is kind of an outlet for, I don't really like this Time, oh, but it is what it is, like black alternative. Alternative to, I guess, mainstream. As far as, like, I guess what people would expect. I guess what's promoted. Yeah, exactly. Right, alternative exactly. to stereotypes, alternative to mainstream, what's what's sold. Um, to the, yeah. Yeah, like as a pol- alternative to what's being packaged and sold to us. Yeah. So it's exactly. a wide variety. It is, you know, it is punk, it is rock and roll. I think that was kind of like yeah. the genesis of it. Um, but now also it include it will include elements of hip hop and elements of soul and R and B and all that yeah. stuff or whatever. So it kind of ends up being a mix mismatch of like it's a, nice a lot of stuff. Mix. They they also do other things. It's not just a festival. No, they they're pretty but active. They're pretty the yes. I will say this, even though I look forward to it every single year, it's like an outlet to fucking just gather and have a good time yes. and, like, express myself in whatever way I want to express myself and push people and shit. Yes. Um, I think that this happening at this time, like, when all this shit is going on around yeah, the country, it, it felt, with, yeah, it was, you know, the, um... And Ferguson. Yeah, and Ferguson and, like, the violence also. against unarmed black people yes. and just our the overall lack of value of black life. It was good to see that many people together kicking it even though we do this shit every year it just felt so good and kind of took on a different meaning at this time um and even on twitter there were people saying if you're having a bad day like hashtag afropunk and like go through those fucking pictures yeah you know what i'm saying everyone everyone is a good time it's just a good time everyone is like in a a good mood Mm -hmm. it's just it's just a great energy i love going who was your favorite performance this year mine um Alice Smith, but I think it's just because I like her. No, she was really, really she good. Was really, really she was good. really, really good. She, yeah, yeah, she's really, yeah. She, y'all need to look into her. Mm-hmm. She's really good. Mm-hmm. Little small woman who's like huge as far huge as her voice. Vocal, Very like, distinct. Yes, her stage presence vocals. is nice. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, that's my favorite. My the to me the most fun. Uh-huh. Was body count. Body count. <laughs> that so ice tea was fun. Ice teas is would you call it? Okay, so when it comes to like rock and shit and punk rock, like, heavy metal, whatever the metal. fuck, 
No. I don't, honestly, I, I, I'm not even going to pretend that I'm, I'm not in it enough. To me, in my brain, it's metal, but I can definitely be wrong. Whatever the fuck it is, is fucking awesome. Okay? Yeah, it was the most fun. A, a, a man did fall on my head, and I've been having neck pain ever since. Yeah, there's like crazy mosh pit. There was and, a mosh pit. There was um, a body. There was a, you know, what is that it? shit? Surfing, crowd surfing, crowd or whatever. Surfing. Here's the thing. If you're going to crowd surf, you got to do it in an area where everybody wants to fucking push people around. Because... It just, it wasn't when he got to me, everybody else just said, fuck it. Yeah, they just said, Let's yeah, just let that, this let dude fall on this girl's head. <laughs> let's, just let her, let's just fuck it. Let's, we were all having a good time together, but now that he's gotten, like, now that his butt is over her head, fuck <laughs> it. It was just fun. It was, like, mad random. All of a sudden, there's this guy who we realized a, a few seconds later that the machete was fake. But you turn around and you just see this guy with a machete. machete in the air like, yeah! What the fuck? Oh, man. Yeah, that was It was fun. Bad Brains performed. They had an awesome mosh pit as well. Mm-hmm. That was that one was a little bit more tame. A lot less violent or whatever. Yeah, um, this I don't know what it was about Ice-T. Like, that mosh pit. They was going so crazy that I can feel like air. Mm-hmm. Like a tornado, like of a tornado wind of wind on, on my yeah, 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 on my legs. Yeah. Mind you, I'm in a crowd, right? But all of a sudden, it's breeze. Like it no, was, it was, was. I mean, we were on the edge of like. The mosh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Where, yeah, it was, we were we were in a crowd because we were crowded in this one corner. Yeah, trying, trying to not stay to away mosh, from the mosh. Trying to stay, trying to stay alive. Then it was like crazy drunk man. I don't know what it is about you, Jay. She's always attracting like crazy drunk men. Last year at Afropunk, crazy drunk man just pulled out his dick and peed on her. On my leg. Yeah, just he pulled did. it out and peed on her. This <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny, but I'm laughing. It was actually very traumatic. I'm laughing because the way that you said it, you make it seem like it almost sounds like like what? I don't know. It just sounds what? like I was just sitting there, like with no, my mouth open, we're or like, some shit. And he's like, <laughs> and I was really like, I had my back turned, and I was trying to enjoy whatever band. Last was year's Afro Punk. Last year's Afro Punk. We were. It was. I think it was Questlove. Was he DJ, was doing a DJ set. DJ set. And I, I like, only DJ. have bad memories of it. I have so many, yeah. so many bad things yeah, she, around yeah. that experience of that just, DJ just set. Like I missed. I missed a Public Enemy performance. DJ Prince Paul performed right before Quest Love, but they had him like off the stage. Where you couldn't, the legend, you couldn't see him at all. And then Quest Love is up there doing a DJ set for like a thousand people, and I don't know why. Okay, I like Quest Love. Yeah, I enjoy Quest Love DJ set. It, it really, this is all my fault. And then I got peed on, so that just I have no, I, I have all negative memories of Quest Love set. Yeah, so all on. only bad things to say. Then, about that experience. Yeah, then this year, crazy drunk guy. Luckily, he doesn't Oh, pee. but did we explain how I got pee? Right, so this guy, this drunk in the crowd who was standing behind me during the Quest Love set decided he had to pee and he just pulled out his dick and peed on my leg and none of the pussy men who were standing around, around us did, did anything. anything about it. And, and I hate to use the word pussy. No, like it, a, oh, yeah, I get reflex. it, I get it. That yeah, was a because, reflex. Yeah. I hate to disgrace pussy. Because pussy doesn't using, lie. Pussy's really by strong, using, Pussy is tough, okay? Pussy's and I hate to disgrace dick, it. By using, you know, that terminology We just kind of just used to it. But, um, but, um, yeah, no, yeah, nobody did anything. Everybody no just act like, acted oh, like it was fine. Like, now that I've had the experience of being peed on unjustly. Yeah, I don't know why man jumped him. I, don't I was so shocked. I was so shocked that someone actually did that. Like, I just didn't, I didn't know how I to think react. I was too. I think now, now that we know what it's like to be peed on, I think we violently <laughs> fight someone and beat someone yeah, down. Um, but at the time, I just couldn't. It was just like too much to process that, that somebody would actually do that. Well, we would have the other person we was with went and fought. But that's nothing else. That's 
Yeah. Um, then this time we're there, and I don't know what's. It was this crazy drunk guy who just insisted on like going through the crowd, like with his hands in the air and just like falling on people. Oh, right. And then yeah, he was like doing like a body roll, like just rolling, rolling through the crowd. Yeah. And nobody, everyone was moshing, so it wasn't a matter of like being in a mosh pit. It was just this one fucker that wanted to be a fucker. And he's like, no. I'm yeah. like, dude, get out of here. Nobody wants that. And somebody had pushed him. Like, not even, not even fun. You know how in a mosh pit, you push people into a mosh pit. Like, just everybody, no, they, unless they, they, they want to come out. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. But they threw this dude. They were throwing him about the place. Like, no one, nobody <laughs> wants to so play with you, yo. Like, get the fuck out Nobody <laughs> wants to play with you. You're bothering people, like, on purpose. That was funny, but I don't know. The crazy drunk ones. They, they always do. find me. Find and he was, like, up on top of me. I'm like, dude, no, I've been peed on before, son. Don't come this way, okay? <laughs> nobody wants and I, anything to do yeah. with you. And then as I jumped in, because it was just like, no, this is not happening yes. again. Not what's <laughs> not on my watch. Yes. Right? Not on like no watch. you know this is not so, so yeah oh my favorite performance right so yeah body count was a favorite and then i think bad brains was my favorite okay period i think that was definitely my favorite performance and then um and then uh d'angelo closed the show d'angelo closed the show and we were like excited about this it was so exciting d'angelo so- was going to come out he was gonna perform. He was gonna, gonna be tell me why was his brown sugar? He was gonna be like, like no, but he's like you know he plays instruments. Yeah, he was gonna but come out gonna and play be, instruments, and yeah. he was gonna rock with the crowd. And there was so many people out there. We waited for like an hour after he was supposed to. Yeah, go, he, was, he go came on. out an hour after. We stood out there because it was waiting. You, you for couldn't him. sit. You could only stand. stand. So we stood there for an hour in a tight, tight space. Then this motherfucker comes out. And perform songs nobody fucking knows. It was like secret Some songs. Some people knew they were secret songs. There were people. You know what I meant to look Those up? Those were the I hidden tracks. Up, like, you know the, the tracks. tracks? Those are the hidden tracks. Hidden where, tracks. You don't remember that back in the day we had the hidden tracks? Yeah, but where would you find them? I didn't have a CD player. You'll put for the a CD time, on. Like ever. And then like. Let's say the last song is 15, so that song will go. Oh, and then the like, oh, at the end of 15, <laughs> he was playing those songs. That <laughs> like, hour of yeah. tracks. No, but he was singing on for like 40 minutes, maybe? Yeah, for about 40 minutes. Then they brought out, um, oh, Questlove was the drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought out, what's his name, Sugarfoot? Somebody who I'm, I I'm guess no, as far as the music world is yeah yeah, yeah no, he's a big deal he's a big I think, deal I think he was in Fishbone and they bring him out and then he I don't know what instrument that was but he looked like he was putting a it spell was on it, it was, first of all that that but that whole song was fucking amazing mm-hmm. I will say that I like that song was amazing I like the song because of the instruments like it right, wasn't right, 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 right. I, they could have been singing no their vocals were good they yeah, harmonizing well, but it, they could have been singing hocus pocus with the nice harmonies and, been, and, and I would have been like yeah because right, they right, right. they're these are like no they were amazing they know what they're doing they were amazing but I would have liked to sing with him. Or I would have liked you know to have been? had something basically, familiar. Basically, he came out there and he did whatever the fuck, fuck he, he wanted, wanted to do. Because he nice. knew that shit was free. You think that's why? Yeah. So, my issue is that he didn't do, like, one, like just throw me one, throw me one the, hit. You're already not sexy anymore. That's number one. Right? Zing. You're zinger man over there. Not even sexy anymore. Yikes. Number one. Okay? A lot of us, I feel in that crowd, we know a lot of his singles. Right. We don't know a lot of 
Well, the thing about the thing about like Afro punk or music festivals is that you have people out there who really are there like for the music. Yeah, you know no, I'm but saying? people came and, for D'Angelo. Like, right, but D'Angelo is one of those like artists that is like a fucking musician. Yeah, like, he I, is I, I understand musically that. knowledgeable, and he is you know like the issue. It would have been nice. Like, honestly, if he came out there and did everything he did, right? Like, none of my favorite songs, and then just threw us one one cut. How does it feel? Brown Sugar, I My that, Lady. I needed at least two. But I would have taken one. I needed at least two. Happy but it. it was like, people, because we were there both days. Second day was way crowded, way yeah, more crowded. Crazy. And I know it was because of D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. I know it was because of him. And then he does songs that only... Out of those thousands of people, he did not care that he was 20 there. knew. He didn't care that he was there at all. Motherfucker. This is, this is not there. right. He didn't care. And I didn't know he was so short. Mm. I didn't know that. Did but that I've never seen him. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. Um, I'm short, so it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that. But it was like, you're not even sexy. Mm-hmm. You can't even take your shirt off. Mm-hmm. I need some. Here's what I didn't like. I didn't need for him to take his shirt off. Right. I didn't so need either because he's not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that on, brother. <laughs> I would have liked. I would have liked for him to, uh, like, come from behind the keyboard. You know. Yes, what I mean? that too. I would have liked yeah, a little he, bit he more hid behind the keyboard. interaction. Like, yeah, it was, it was a great. Like, it was a great performance. I felt like it was a jam session, and we just happened to be there. That is exactly what it was. was. Right, yes. and we just happened to be there looking, and I'm—I didn't come to be a voyeur. Right, <laughs> and to... we were tired. Yes, we—we we like, already yeah. waited. We are—we waited about forty-five minutes until his show time. Mm-hmm. They had a DJ playing, so the music was good. Mm-hmm. Then his show time came, and we waited another hour. I was mostly tired from moshing the day before. Yeah, that, that mosh and took from a lot a body out of head. us. That mosh, yeah. Sunday was a slow day for Let's us. Let's clarify that we were not. Elbowing people in the mosh. No, pit. we weren't in the mosh pit, but it was I was just a lot. actually on the on the outskirts pushing people yeah. in. Yes, she. So I was almost. I she's was about like, that. I was like, on she the was. She was teetering. I know. I was teetering. Running. She was like. Eh. I was teetering on the mosh. Yeah. I didn't want to get hurt. I didn't want to get hurt. It was. It was like one of those. It was like borderline. Like you might. We had another friend with us hurt. who was like deathly afraid. Yeah, she she was like definitely. Afraid. I'm like, but you from Brooklyn? <laughs> Y'all comfortable everywhere? <laughs> Yo, what happened to that? That's funny. What happened to that? That's funny. Mm-hmm. But overall, the, the, the no, it was an, it was another was great time. We look forward to um to next year. We love going every year. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh my gosh. We have a big, exciting thing happening yes, that yes, we're really yes. excited about. But let's talk about Hillary Clinton's bitch ass first. So, I try and stay fairly politically active. Yes. Right? And by fairly, I mean, like, halfway, half-ass. Um, but, like, stay aware and kind of know, like, what's coming and, you know, just try and be... I'm going to vote. Yeah, so, so I like to know who's yeah. voting and who's coming or whatever. And so now, you know, Hillary Clinton has been looking at a run and kind of positioning herself um, as a Democratic nominee. Yes. And personally, this whole shit with, like, Ferguson and just the general um, undervaluing of black life and just the, un- the lack of acknowledgement of us as equal humans. Yes. Of equal personhood and shit like that. 
I need to have whatever politician or whoever the fuck I end up voting for. This that needs to be on the table. Yeah. That needs to be a discussion. Why is this not? So the fact that Hillary Clinton and other politicians have not acknowledged that there's some shit happening um, in Ferguson, that there's a movement that black people in this country are feeling um, discriminated against, and it, it, in a way that we've always felt, but now it's like it's, it's rising to the yeah, surface. It's, it's, it's you know boiling, what I'm saying? It's boiling. boiling up, and it's a general. It's a big conversation. It's not just about Mike Brown. It's not just about Eric Gardner. It's not just about Renisha McBride. McBride. It's not just about Trayvon Martin. It's not just about these people and all the endless list of names that yeah, we can go that through. We can go on. It is a movement. It is a. It is a feeling. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. And it Period. needs to be acknowledged. So I was not, I will say I was not necessarily expecting for her to say anything. And I bring up Hillary because, you know, I always felt like she had next. Not that I was so super excited about her, but I felt like I could, I could live with her as president. There's never been a candidate when I, I mean, except for, I guess, Obama in his first go for president where I felt like wow this shit is gonna yeah, fucking this, yeah, like like change everything and gonna be amazing or whatever like I've never felt like that but it would be nice to have somebody in office that I didn't think was out for like my demise yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. um and so I was planning to you know assist in the campaign of like the lesser of the evils right yes, so yes. whatever two evil ass politicians are running Whoever is the lesser of the two, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's let's make Close this to, yeah. let's make this happen. Yes. Um, and so Hillary was my choice, and uh, the fact that she said nothing, and most recently she was asked, asked about Ferguson at a book signing and pretended she didn't fucking hear yeah. it when everybody heard it and kept walking and kept walking is it's an abomination, and it's not so much saying something about Ferguson, but just acknowledging that a large part of the country. Is hurting. Yeah. That we are hurting, and it's not just about one thing happening and in one place. And the fact that they don't see that is what's driving me insane. I read several articles about how it hasn't been of value. They don't see what's the point to what is their benefit. And, and writers, you know, co signing this, so that, well, what does it benefit yeah. politicians to say anything about it? It doesn't help them. As if this is not something that's sitting on the hearts and minds of voting black people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like black people who vote and participate, or black people that don't. We still are part of this country, whoever it is. But we're not. That that's what they're saying. It's just it's just further you know, it's just you, further demonstration of the lack of value placed on yeah, black life. Yeah, exactly. Any black life. Yes. Okay. Because I personally, I can't think of anything else. I had a great time at Afropunk. I had you know life has been good. Lately, but, but I, in I terms agree. of like what matters in life, I, I can't think about to, yeah. anything else. I don't care, you know, about like I, it's terrible what's happening around the world. But there are times when I'm listening to some of my favorite podcasts or newscasts or whatever, and they're talking about what's happening in Iraq and they're talking about you know what's going on in Gaza and all these different little things that normally I would care about. I cannot think of anything else except for this undervaluing but, but of I, black life. But I, in this it's, country. The, it's the undervaluing of black life and to extend that is that these people are blatantly not following the fucking constitution mm -hmm. like just blatant mm -hmm. and no one cares mm -hmm. like what the fuck i don't i don't understand this this is stuff y'all when you say when you what do you mean like okay freedom of press mm -hmm. fuck that shit 
like this gassy motherfucker. You can't fly over this place. Right. Like, like, the, are right, serious? the blocking of press they didn't give in Ferguson. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, Mike Brown's Fourth Amendment was, um, was, um, violated, violated as far as probable cause or whatever. Mm-hmm. That officer, like, why, you know, mm-hmm. um, he did, he didn't get, he doesn't get dual trial. Due you know, process, like, all, dual process. process. Mm-hmm. Like, all of this shit, this is stuff in the Constitution. Right. And it's not That's just, an illegal right just that you're just supposed to, you're have supposed to have because you're in America, because right. you're in this country, not even because you're American, because right. you're in this fucking country. Right. All of that shit is being mm-hmm. violated, and no one's even talking about mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. like, are we a dictatorship? Like, I don't know what's, I don't, I don't get it. Right. It's, it's crazy. I cannot, I cannot... Because even even if else. even if they can't grasp race because they're white or whatever, they can't grasp this racial stuff. Mm-hmm. The Constitution. Let me just speak to you in your language. Mm-hmm. It's like being right. violated all up and through this shit, right? But and you're not even a lack of that. that and that's and that's what I, I kind of I need this conversation to spread to mainstream media. This conversation about the lack of value placed on Black life. Mm-hmm. Um, the way the black life is treated with short worth. Yeah. Okay. I need that to be the conversation. Yes. I need these writers who are writing about why Clinton isn't talking about Ferguson. Let, let's fuck Ferguson for a second. Why isn't Clinton talking about the lack of value on black life in Ferguson, in New York, in and Cali, yeah. in everywhere, in this nation? Yes. That's the problem. I'm not. I don't need Hillary to say. What happened to Michael Brown? Oh, yeah, or, or, to that case right, what happened? Or he was innocent? Like or Darren Wilson, the, the or the police well, officer, is guilty? I don't need her to say shit about that. I just need her to acknowledge that a large part of the population is suffering and hurting. So anyway, I say all of this to say what I what I initially wanted to do was look at other possible candidates, right? So if I'm not fucking with Hillary anymore, right? So, yeah, how, you know. How did you do? What am I, exactly, right? <laughs> what am I What am I going to do now, right? So right now it's 2014. Hillary will be going for, you know, 2016 or whatever. So I need to figure this shit out, like, now, yeah. right? So that I can start doing whatever I need, I need to do to, like, mobilize and, like, fucking yeah. support yeah. whatever whatever I'm going to support, right? Because this whole thing is a game. So how am I going to play? What are, what are my moves going to be? So I was going to go through and find candidates. Excuse me. So I'm Very looking nice. through, and I look at all these people, and, you know, I, I look through some lists that had their pictures and some explanations of who they were and what they, where they've been, and I'm thinking, where have any of these people been in the conversation about these civil rights yeah. that are being denied? Yeah. Large parts of the American population. Yeah. Where, where have they been? Where have they been? And how did they get this far in their careers? Not having to discuss or acknowledge this, okay? And and it was just really discouraging as someone who makes it my business. Uh, I think we're going to go a little bit longer today. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Thanks, guys, for sticking with us. We had a lot to say today. And I hope that it was, like, stuff that, like... I I hope we did have a lot to say and weren't just, like... (laughs) We had a lot to say. (laughs) Babbling, cackling. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, Yeah. How did how were they allowed to get this far without having to address these issues at some point in their career, right? Yes. So they started off in whatever little shit town they were in as possibly a small-time politician or a lawyer or whatever the fuck and worked their way up to the point where they were eligible to run for, for fucking president, president, right? So that's where we are, figuring out who's going to be the presidential nominee. Who are the candidates who are going to be running in the Democratic race and the Republican race, yeah. whatever, 
So I'm looking at these candidates and I'm thinking there's nobody here on this list that looks like somebody who I know has been a part of this. Yeah, maybe if I dig deeper, maybe if I dig deeper, I'll find somebody. But you it, shouldn't have to dig. Right. You know and I mean? it, it right. It put me. It set me on a whole into a whole other direction. Yeah. Right. So I'm just like this is this is not working for me. As, again, as someone who um, sees the value in voting, not that my vote always counts the way that I want it to count. Not that it always does what I wanted to fucking do, um, but, but there are people who fought for my yeah, right to vote. There's people who died for me people to vote. Who died so for I don't. My right I always vote. vote. A lot of. T- I'm not even going to front. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just like voting the lesser of two evils, mm-hmm. like we said before, or just like I just know I have to get my ass up and vote. People mm-hmm. hung on trees so that I can do this shit. I'm going to do right. it. But what struck me so much is in these articles that I read about why it's okay for her not to say anything about Ferguson and why it makes sense. And why we shouldn't expect it and all this fucking, fucking, fucking fuckery. Fuckery. Okay? Because really, at this point, at this point, what else? Well, she can't say anything. This, yeah. is, this is old. Yeah. This is old now. Yeah. This is old. And you haven't had anything to say all this time. And, and I'm just I'm just using Hillary as an example. I'm not a Hillary dick writer, okay? She doesn't uh, have a dick. A metaphorical dick writer or whatever. What's the other? What's the? I guess we could. I guess we could. We could find something else without having to reference genitals. To I, I was just. Uh, I was. I was just being a dick or a vagina. And I here we are. It doesn't stop. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I. I. I'm not. You know. I'm not. Um. Like madly in love with her, or whatever. But I was okay with her, like being the next president. Yeah. You know what I mean. Anyway. Anyway. So I say all this to say. I was thinking as a voter, what is it that I can do, right? So since this whole, this is like a bust, this whole presidential election shit is a fucking bust to me or whatever, as a registered Democrat or whatever, just because I thought it was important to be registered so I could vote in the primaries or whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, I don't necessarily fully identify with like all Democratic shit, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you have to. So, what is it, if this is no longer important to me, what is it that I can do? What is my contribution, right, to this whole thing? Oh, and then, right, not my issue being in all these articles, them saying that what is, what is, how is it to her benefit to talk about this, right? And it's important to talk about this as far as I'm concerned. We are a block of voters, okay? We're a block of yeah. voters. We are a group of people that we need to be that fucking you know to tap into because you know we this should Hillary. be acknowledged. And the fact that any politician thinks that it's okay to ignore this large a group of people, this large of a demographic, yes, and not say there's a lot of things going on in the world right now that need to be fixed. There are a lot of things happening in our nation that are not okay. Yeah. Something as vague as fucking that, okay, would go a long way. You don't have to say Ferguson. You don't have to say Mike Brown. Just to acknowledge that that there's shit boiling in your country, okay? But not to acknowledge it as if we don't matter. So anyway, my point is we do matter. So I was thinking about this, and I want to... um, And I'm harping on voting because I think that um, voting as a tactic... As just one of the options that we have, you know, there are many different ways to go about influencing change and kind of moving and acting after all the things that have been happening around the country since slavery and most recently kind of coming to a head once again. Um, There are a lot of people coming together and thinking of what we can do and how we can affect change. And I think us 
hitting the streets and protesting has been super important. Um, showing up, being there, have been super, the, the things that people have been writing and talk about. Yes. This, this discussion of the value of black life is, it's not new, it's something we've all been talking about, but I think it is reaching higher and higher and higher up the totem pole. Yeah. Um, it's just not, it's, it needs to go a little bit more mainstream, but I'm super excited as to, as to where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I got off on that tangent. Yeah, where I don't I, know. Where was I going? I don't know. Did you see where it turned? It turned, it turned, it turned I the corner. I thought you were talking about voting. Right. So, what, what else can be done? Yes. Right? What else can be done? So, voting as one of the many options in helping us progress. I think that we need to start focusing, as we kind of, as you mentioned last week, voting locally. locally right? Yeah. So, local level voting. I think a lot of times, for example, a lot of us voted in the presidential election. elections when President Obama was running both times. Um, maybe you voted for Obama, maybe you voted for some, somebody else, maybe during his second term, you were like, fuck it, I'm not bothering, maybe you didn't vote the first time, and the second time, you were like, oh, let me get it on this, and yeah, vote. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that these politicians should not be allowed to say or believe that this certain block of people don't matter. Now, I can't change with time, I guess, perhaps, I don't know, but I'm not looking to change what's inside the soul's of the white politician, that's not something I'm going to do, but okay, I want to hit them. Because basically, at the end of the day, these politicians, their their elections are job interviews for the public. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And they need to know that they need to put on a good show for these exactly. voters. Exactly. Because they want the fucking that, job. And that's what I'm saying. Where's the fucking show? Yeah. I don't even, I don't even, I don't get, even a get a fucking show. show. You just I don't even yeah. get a show. Yeah. I don't even get a head nod. So anyway, so I want to take it back to... Back to the local level, right? Let's take it back to the old school, okay? And so I think it's important for us. And when I say us, I mean young people. I mean black people. I mean men. I mean women. I mean other people of color. I mean white people. I'm really talking about everybody. Yes. Whatever block you're a part of, it's time to get on the voting block, right? So that's what this kind of... What I was thinking today is how can we be active? And I think that we always talk about voting. Go out and vote. Go out and vote. Go out and vote. Go out and vote. But for a lot of different communities, that means different things, yes. right? Where is your polling location? Are you in a population of people who have been told that you can't vote for whatever reason? Are you disinterested in voting? Why, yeah, you know why what I'm saying? And, and why, why aren't you interested? How can we help others get interested? And how can we um, dissect those reasons why we're not interested? Those valid yeah. reasons. And what can we do about those things? Um, and so I want to, Team Queen and Jay, we are starting this initiative called The Voting Block. And it's basically us kind of sharing these ideas on how we can encourage more people to vote and what that involves. So anything from um, locations where it is difficult for people to get out and vote, um, to where you can apply to vote, to when your primary elections are in your yeah. city. We are taking the hashtag, um, the voting block. Did I say that before? That's what I said before, right? Mm-hmm. It's really late and I'm getting... No, you said that. Okay, I said that. Okay, I'm getting dyslexic and like tired and like all weird. Um, but anyway, yes. So you can hashtag the voting block. We're going to basically just be sharing these ideas and talking to one another. And as 
it grows and as it progresses we kind of want it to become a more tangible thing yeah um where we have other things going on other information sharing initiatives to help the message get out that we have to vote we want to vote in every fucking primary election we want to participate in every fucking thing Okay, we just, it's too comfortable. And if our vote didn't matter, there would not be so many initiatives to get people to stop voting. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Because laws I mean, have been passed and things have been done and so put on the you, books so you, to discourage so you from voting. Vote. Yeah, I agree with that. I know for me, the, when I, it hit me to vote more locally was when I, um, the last election for um, President Obama now, mm-hmm. when I went to vote, in my mind, honestly, I'm like, I don't even have to vote because he's going to win New York. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to vote right. for the president this time. Like, I just knew I didn't have mm-hmm. to. He's going to win New York. It doesn't even matter. And then mm-hmm. that's when it hit me, and I'm like, wait. Mm-hmm. My vote really matters when I vote for a mayor. Right. My vote really matters when yes. I vote for my government. Yes, like, these votes, these, for the people who say votes don't count, mm-hmm. maybe as far as the electoral vote in that system, mm-hmm. maybe Maybe I can see you saying that, and maybe I can be like, okay, well, maybe sometimes right. it doesn't. But when it comes to these mm-hmm. elections, or who's your councilman, or right. whatever, yes. those fucking yes. votes fucking yes. count. Yes. Like, and they're the votes that help make a difference between the laws in each state. Yes. So how certain yes. shit, how Florida's a fucking crazy, renegade fucking state, and they do whatever the fuck they, they want to do down there. And you know a lot, if you have, I think, a felony on your record, you lose your right to vote in the state of mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all I have to do yeah. is, because a lot of police systems are fucked up in this mm-hmm. country, all I have to do is somehow have you get a felony mm-hmm. and then that's one less black voter or one right. you know, like they, right. it's, right. you know. So it's just, it's important. just, again, and then if you can write, so encouraging, influencing change and influencing laws on a local level. Because um, these people fucking work for you. Right. They work exactly. for you. Make these motherfuckers work for exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. Period. Exactly. And what we wanted to say earlier, you kind of talked about um, how people were talking about the lack of voting in Ferguson as if it were the yeah, a lot cause of, of, of what's what happened. going on mm-hmm. and um, how a, a lot of people have taken... Some people from Ferguson feel that people keep saying, well, if they voted and this, you know, whatever like mm-hmm. that, a lot of them are offended because they're like, we do vote. But mm-hmm. if the people who are running are these two, I guess, white people, mm-hmm. it's going to be a white, you know, so I feel that on top of that, us with this voting block mm-hmm. is that we should encourage, if, if we want to change the system, we have to be the system. If mm-hmm. we want more police officers that look like us, we right. need more police officers to, we need right. people to apply to look right, like, right. you know, no, we I, need, I agree with that. we need, um, these people in office, if you want it to look like you, then we have to do that. Right. I will say, though, there are statistics that show that large parts of the black population in Ferguson are not voting. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm just, but what I, wanna, I agree. Right. I, what I, I want to say, that though, myself. no, no, I understand. I what I want to say, though, is that Mike Ferguson, Mike, I'm sorry, Mike Brown didn't get shot because people weren't voting. Yeah. Okay? And that's, that's not, that's yeah. the, his, that's death, kind of the, his death is not a result the tone of black of what people. people are right. Kind of his saying. death is not a result of black people not yeah, fucking that, voting. Yeah, that police okay? officer didn't say, these people don't vote. These people I'm don't shoot, vote. I'm going to shoot this black kid. It yeah, was not, that's, not, that's not what happened, number one. Number two, his death and the deaths of so many unarmed black people in this country. Who are not always by police officers. 
Yeah, just unarmed black people yes. in the country by police officers or white vigilantes Vigilante. or yeah. other white folks who feel like they, they have been just do whatever they want or who are in fear of brown of and black skin and things like that why. or whatever. They're boogeymen. Um, right, to, to certain people or whatever. Um, that's a culture within this country that needs to be eradicated. You know what I mean? The fear of brown, the fear the, of black yeah, or like whatever. It's, it's, so that's, that's the issue. We're not blaming... Mike Brown's death on the fact not that black all. people in Ferguson are not voting enough or whatever. What we're saying is that one of the things that can come out of this movement is an increased involvement in the system. And yes. I'm totally okay also with if anyone who wants to participate um, in the voting block wants to talk about ways that we can revamp the system and the current way that but things yeah, that we're, we're, we're totally open to that as well. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just about voting and how to get on the voting block and be a part of this block of voters. It doesn't have to be that. You can offer other ideas as to how we can be a force to be reckoned yeah. with. So that because not another politician or somebody who's going to be deciding on black life can say, it's not to my benefit to acknowledge exactly. the pain and suffering of black people and black life in this country. And then That's not essentially okay. this is a democracy. Mm-hmm. It's run on a nation who votes, who leads them. It's well it's supposed to be. Yeah, I know, but right, I'm just saying that's right. what it's supposed to be. But so I will, if we, I agree if we with emph- emphasize yeah. on that, then it, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't think that. That's why I think, yes, I, I would always still vote for a president, but I've decided that my, like, it's locally. I need mm-hmm. to figure out who mm-hmm. these people are who... Who's your alderman? Yeah. Does but, everyone have an alderman? Yeah, like... What, what the is, fuck is an alderman? Yeah, I don't even know what that right. is. Right, but right, right, Do they, right, like, right. carry things? Like, a show? Like, I don't know... Oh, my God. What? Right, I'm right, just right, saying, right. like, I have no They've got idea. all the community planners. <laughs> the alderman is walking around giving out your community planner. <laughs> I have no idea what no. they do. Who knows? You know? right, 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 I have right, no right. idea. And, and that's when I'm like, wait, I don't... I should know these stuff because that shit directly affects me. Exactly. So that's what the voting block is about. Um, So definitely, if you have any information on voting or any elections going on in your city, anyone that you think are, you know, people to watch, whether it be to watch out for positively, to watch out for negatively or whatever, um, definitely hashtag the voting block um, because, again, we're working to build more information around voting, um, more information about how to maintain power and influence um how to gain regain power and influence in this country yeah um and so yeah and that's what we're doing and so we're, we're definitely going to revisit this on the show um and kind of talk about our progress and just um you know just build on this idea of um making making a larger impact seriously and voting we want everybody to get on the block get on the voting block so that's what that is that's what that is. Did we say everything about the voting block? Yeah, I believe so. We'll always revisit it, so we can always um, mm-hmm. say things and whatever. Okay. You did mention that when you vote, a lot of, like you vote for laws too, right? Oh my gosh. When you vote, you vote for laws too. Okay, because some people, they just think of a person. You know how many times, but check this shit out. So a lot of times I'll go, you'll show up to yeah. the election booth or whatever, and there are laws on there, you're like, holy shit, wait, what is this? What is this? Yeah. And it doesn't, you don't understand in either direction. What are you voting yay or nay to? Yeah. What, what the fuck? So things like that, anything that's going to be on your upcoming ballot or whatever, please hashtag the voting block. It doesn't matter what city or state you're in. Um, we want this to be a large movement of people gathering together and sharing information about what's happening in the country with voting 
um, yes. and how we can really yes. make an impact. So we just we're just starting out now, um, and so let's um, let's yeah. build on it. Yeah, let's grow make with it us. Happen. Um, I think I said all I want to say. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I said all I wanted to say. Did you? Yeah. Did you really? I did. Okay. <laughs> right. That's my I mean business voice. Okay. Right. Well, I'm happy with it. Yeah. I don't know why we're, we're up so late Make all the sure time. to um like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Hi to all our Twitter friends. Hi to our Facebook friends too, but our Facebook friends aren't as dope as our Twitter yeah, friends. Yeah, I don't know about these Facebook friends. They Did you call them Facebook friends? Yes. <laughs> ah, that's funny. That's I funny. I don't speak a lot. That's funny. I don't, I don't know what No, but you're doing. there. You're there. We fucked with you guys. Um. So yeah. So you were saying like us on Facebook. Yes. Right. T um, with Queen and J on Facebook. Um. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at T with QJ. We like talking to you guys on Twitter. Thank you so much to everybody who's been talking to us. Yes, and we like talking, to liking you guys us, and, and retweeting us, and, and talking back to us. We really, really we, enjoy, we enjoy that. the time that we spend on our Twitter with you guys. And, and we do, and we do check the feed. So if you follow us and we follow you back or whatever, we do you know, go through the feed and, like, see what's on your mind. And follow us on... What? Instagram! So we're on... We're, we need sound effects. We need to, like, <laughs> we need to pull it together and get a little sound machine. Um, yeah, so we've always had an Instagram account, but we've never really used it for, like, photos and shit like that. Um, because, really, I just kind of wanted it to be there in case you guys were looking for us in that space. And we made it so no one could take our names. Like, oh yeah, I guess that that's a given. But then the also, space. right? Also, I was kind of operating incognito. I didn't want anybody to. Yeah, like, Jay was scared of the world. Yeah, I just I wasn't. Was, but I'm it's still for good reason. Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. I really wasn't comfortable with. Um, she my has a face. job. She likes paying her bills. I like I like I like rent money. I like that shit too. But yeah, but anyway, but this is this you know this is what we do. This is what I enjoy. Um, so we're on Instagram now. I'm um, no longer in the witness protection program, <laughs> the podcast protection program. Okay, so we're on there and we're active, and we want you guys to play with us. So you yes. can tag us and stuff. Same name as Twitter at T with QJ. Yep, that's right, T with QJ. Uh, are we doing? The, we're doing the National Blackout, right? Yes, National Blackout, September eighth. What is that? Um, where's my phone? I'll get exact. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tweet it and include it in the notes and all that stuff. But it's a national blackout again. Just kind of how we're shit. we're not buying a motherfucking thing. So back brown bag your lunch, folks. Just like how we are um, doing this voting block situation to kind of show how powerful we are and how powerful we can be when we mobilize towards a common goal. We are who's who's sorry now. I'm saying we like it's my shit, but just we're participating yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. a national blackout. Um, so we're not making any purchases to large businesses. Uh, I think on there it said, did it say to buy buy black only? Yeah, if you do buy, buy black. Mm -hmm. Basically because we're a large spending, um, we bring a lot of capital within this country as far as spending. We meaning the black population and black people and people of color in this country. In this country. Mm -hmm. So um, September 8th, we will not patronize any business that is not black owned and operated. This means do not spend any money in person or online. Bastards. Emphasis on online. Wow, I don't know. People might. Well, I, I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna order my lunch from Seamless. I'm not gonna go <laughs> and directly purchase. Over yeah, the I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Blackout Monday, September eighth, and they give examples of stores. 
Um, it not, doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just get it together. Yeah. That but, day, we're not. Right. So, and, and again, just to focus on, this is not, again, to perpetuate any kind of racism. I think, you know, it's just to kind of it's show. Similar to the voting block. To show much, that we, right, just we to matter. Sh- to show that we matter and anyone can participate in this blackout. It's just to show that your money matters and you put your money behind the causes that um, you believe are important. And I think, again, as we've been talking about the value of black life, if you're not going to value my life, then you need to value my dollar. At the very least. Okay? So, um, I think that's also why, you know, if you do purchase, that money is being put towards black businesses. Just because, uh, you know, there are so few and how they've been marginalized and how any, any small business really, it's been challenging to um, to thrive. Right? Yeah. Yeah? Are you with me? Yeah, I agree. We're still here? We're still recording a show? Okay. I'm just listening <laughs> um, to you talking. I know you're listening, but I'm tired. Um, anyway, so that's the blackout, so we're participating in that, so get on it, and is that it? Yeah, y'all. So we talked about our Instagram, we talked about our Twitter. Email us. Email us at T with QJ, no, T with Queen and J at If you want to holler at us or ask us anything. Um. Yeah, or send us your, um. If you don't want to hashtag something because maybe you're like Jay and you're like, you like to hide what you do online, you can email us um, anything as far as on the Oh, block. yeah, that's right. Anything for the voting block. Yeah, you can, you can email us also. Email us. Information from your city or town about voting and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I'm down with it. I support it. All right. So and this was fun. I now guess it's so. time to say no, goodbye. No, 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 no. That's theft. We can get in trouble for that. All I said was that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess those are just words. Those are just words. It's no problem. Um, I was going to say... No, no, no. No. <laughs> do that. I was going to say... Q-U-E. One more... Stop it. Stop. I was going to say one more thing. No. Don't do that again. Don't do that again. You have the giggies. The, the sillies. Yeah, when I'm sleepy, I'm like... I'm like this. What do you want to say? You don't even know what you're going to say. You know what? Bye. Bye. I was going to say something. Oh, no. This is what I was going to say. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>